Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, all my jellical babies. Welcome to Only Stupid Answers. Are you a jellical cat? Of course you are. Well, are there guys. question in cats? Yeah. Are there? By the way, I'm DJ Wildridge. Sam Bashard. Sam we're jellical cats. Yeah. Are there any non jellical cat cats in cats? Is there like a separate street gang of cat? No. Uh, no, you do not meet more because everyone kind of well. Idris Elba's character uh, McCavity is <laughs> uh, he? I guess. Isn't a jellical cat? McCavity. McCavity. Yeah. Which it should be. (laughs) It should just be the pun, but it's not. It's more complicated Mm -hmm. and it's more hard to say. What does jellical mean? Uh, Jellical is a made up word, by the way, by the writer's daughter who just said a word and was like, that's fun. And then, like, fuck, man, it's so fucking confusing. You know what? I'm going to leave it to. I'm going to leave it... Oh, here's Urban Dictionary, if I yes. may. The word Jellicle first appears in Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats by T.S. Eliot, specifically the poem, The Song of the Jellicles. Oh. The name Jellicle Cat is derived from the attempt by T.S. Eliot's infant niece to say, Dear Little Cat. Whoop. Yeah. I, I, all of it... There, there was a... Um, T.S. Eliot had a book, a book of poems on cats, which the, the musical cats came from, mm. which makes it sound like it should be better. When you say, like, T.S. Eliot, and then, like, who's the guy that did cats? The play or yeah, the movie? The play. I don't know the play. I bet but it's like someone... it's, it's like huge, like huge, like one of the 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 musical guys. I gotta look it up now because, okay. but but you think with that pedigree that like it'd be less Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yes, there you go. And he wrote some new songs for the movie. Yeah, to kind of because you need it. The new songs never work. The, no, in this, you, there's no story in Cats. Yeah, so they had to build. But one. like, remember the new the new songs in the Aladdin. Mm. It felt like... And new songs in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. yeah. They never work. No. And it's weird how they don't work. Uh, by the way, Maggie and I got the same cat where... Oh, no. Sorry. You got you guys got the same cat. You're Grizabella. And I Boom. really want to play Rum Tum Tugger is a curious cat. Well, this isn't a cat's podcast. I um, Unless you want it to be. I, we <laughs> can make it one. That's not what we're doing here today. Only Stupid Answers is the podcast where we answer all of your questions, no matter... How smart or dumb? There's no dumb questions, only, only stupid, stupid answers. answers. Boom. We, and we also like to talk about movies, yes. TV shows, yes. video games, yes. comic books, yes. and the beyond. Where will your jellical self end up? What would you be reborn as? <laughs> Maggie Whitmer is one of our patrons. She's been supporting us from day one, yeah. and she's in the chat right now, which you can join at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. I'm going to need her to do her homework right now and figure out what it means that they're reborn in on heaven side in heaven side or on I, now, heaven is it heaven side or heavy side heaven side okay heaven side yeah because right. yeah. I, th- I think i've seen both floating around the internet yeah, yeah heaven and side. it's confusing oh no yeah. the movie doesn't make any sense cool well so because it's like um a hot air balloon you get in that takes you to heaven kind of like the gl- good place yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Which I hope will both made by Universal. <laughs> crossover. <laughs> crossover. That's what the last three episodes are. Uh, Caitlin Conway in the chat says, Cats was my very first Broadway show. And if you think it's confusing as an adult, let me tell you, it's far more confusing as an eight-year-old. Yeah, but like, was it cool to see them in the cat outfit? There's a reason it's one of the longest-running longest musicals ever. And yeah. it's got to be the spectacle aspect of it. But you know what? I don't understand it. <laughs> so uh, we like to start off uh, most of our episodes talking about what we're into that 
week. Sam, mm-hmm. what are you what are you into this week? Uh, Cats, duh. I'm looking at Mr. Mistopheles right yeah. now. How he looks like a goddamn champ in the in the musical. <laughs> like, look at that. Look yeah. at that. What is that hairstyle? It's like the Wolverine haircut. <laughs> it's like the Wolverine haircut for uh, those at home. Mr. Mistopheles. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Look how lame he looks in the movie. He's like fucking cowering in the corner. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nightmare. What a nightmare. (laughs) Is it how red his lips are? (laughs) It's every aspect of that. (laughs) It's the positioning of the ears on the head. Anyway. Oh, they're constantly, constantly move. And it's like, ah, it's so, ah, it's so unsettling. Uh, It is, it's the heavy side layer, Sam. It's not heaven side. It's the heavy side. What does that mean? Nothing. 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 And it, I have to remember that. Julie, thank you for joining us. Uh, uh, my soul is the Judy Dench cat. You mean do- old Deuteronomy? That <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably is. Yeah. Judy Dench in the movie was the first time G- uh, Deuteronomy was played by a woman. Cool. Yeah, and she was supposed to be in the original London production. Mm-hmm. Snapped her ankle or something, and so she wasn't able to be in it. So she Judy finally- Dench? Yeah, way oh, back yeah. when. Way got back got when. Got but got now she finally... Got to live for a dream. The most famous production mm-hmm. of Cats ever. It's like John Cryer coming back from what was it, Superman three, to finally play Lex Luthor. Yeah, he played like somebody else. You know, it's uh, he played uh, Lex Luthor's like nephew or something. Yeah, that's yeah. the good stuff. Uh, by the way, in the Jimmy Olsen comic right now, highly recommend. We've definitely talked about it a lot. Yes, there's apparently in the background of the newest issue uh, a little like alexa type device mm-hmm. and then i think steve lieber the artist was like oh it's the new smart home device otis from LexCorp." and i was like oh that's fun because that's the name of that's the, a cool knob the dumb dumb hedge henchman from those movies that is a really fun fun comic it's very good yes. but yes yeah, sorry you asked me what i'm into this yes. week and i have a jellical brain mm-hmm. i'm a jellical cat because i can jellical do and jellical can going to close the lyrics so I don't look at them anymore. And the quiz we took to figure out what cats we and were. The, <laughs> and the full production of cats I have pulled up. Uh, what am I into this week? Well, I think after... Fan- nope. Fantastic Fest. We do that a lot. Um, yeah. After Crisis on Infinite Earths, I, went, yes. I wanted to check out Kingdom Come once again because shout out to the Stegman and his Amazing Friends podcast. They started doing a book club yeah. and they were talking about Kingdom Come and just the... Uh, there was a really cool... I'm going to butcher this, and I highly recommend you check it out because Donny Cates was on because it's one of his favorite comics, mm-hmm. and he's a big fan of Mark Wade, and he's like, uh, he was like his mentor like coming up, which is kind of cool. That's cool. So they're talking about it, and the way they described Mark Wade's perspective on what Superman is, because mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, like why is DC having trouble figuring out an angle on Superman? There's like, not only did everyone like pitch like the the immigrant angle you know yeah. like from an immigrant family and like building themselves up in america you know like that, that, that and like that's a popular one and it works yeah but one of the ways they described superman in or way mark way would describe it to donnie and then kind of reiterated it was he is the man of steel in the sense that he doesn't bend to the world the world bends around him and that's why he's the shining example of what it means to be the super person be yeah. a superhero and i was like oh yeah that's kind of like you know you kind of like have like rough ideas of that and like when someone can put it into words mm-hmm. i like that description of it where yeah. it's, he's not a boring character he seems like he can do everything because he's meant to be the example that we all strive to become yeah it is interesting that people that dc dc seems to be struggling because one marvel made cap work and in my brain cap is significantly more challenging Than because Superman, he's yeah. a little bit more humorless mm-hmm. and he's literally draped in the american flag so there's all that stuff you have to work around and they they made it work they made it happen so if, like they can figure that out especially since right now superman's on a major hot streak in the comics where where it just seems to be like a lot of people suddenly get 
what makes the character appealing and what makes them work. You've got Brian Bendis's run. And you think it'd be relatively easy, but I think they've always struggled with like, well, but how do we make him more like Batman? And it's like, but it's not, it's a different, you know, thankfully it's, they didn't try that with Marvel didn't try that with Cap. It's like, well, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man works. So what if Cap made more jokes? You know what I mean? Like, or if like, what if he was more like Spider-Man? Or yeah. Something, something like, like that. Why? Why would you do that? Yeah. Um, they did kind of make Cap more of an asshole for like Civil War. Like they or, or more more of an asshole. They, it, he's more uh, headstrong, I guess. And yeah, like, yeah. But I or think, like the ultimate comics. Uh, it's yeah. It's just a. It's interesting that that is is something they they struggle with. I think you should check out. Um, Mark Wade's Daredevil run because I think he would. I've read, read a good. I've read a good amount of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, very very good. Um, and there, I guess there've been rumors that they might be working on a. I think this is wishful thinking on the internet's part uh a show based around brandon routh's kingdom come superman and it's like no he's just he's just leaving legends and it's like we're getting another superman show it's like that's not true that's not that's not gonna happen also he he's taking a break from he's leaving legends yeah it's like how do you bring him back i mean running your own being the star of your own show is different but Um, he's gotta want to be doing something else now right well and also it's different in in a way in that it's also a lot harder yeah. It's harder on the on the main person. Like they got to be on set like every day, and he's done the whole like get in the rig and fly around and stuff. Mm-hmm. It can't. And good apparently, on Melissa Benoist for doing it for five years now. Yeah, and he's and uh, he apparently got in better shape for um, Crisis than he did for Superman Returns. Oh, cool! Because uh, he had more time to prepare. How? Good question. I don't know, but that's that's what I was reading. He looked pretty pretty beefy. Yeah, so, and I thought he was just. Um, I thought they just put padding inside. And I think, honestly, I think that's the main reason why people like uh, Chris Evans are kind of like, I'm good. Because the amount of work it takes to get, like, it's, it's insane. It, I think the shot that will just burn, in my, that's burned into my brain is when he is racing Sam in Cap 2. And he stops and they start, like, giving, he gives him some exam, uh, some things to check out yeah. to catch up on, on the Millennium. And he puts his <laughs> arms, he puts his hands on his hips. Yeah. And you just see his arms explode out of that mm-hmm. Under Armour shirt. And yeah. you're just like, wow, you are Captain America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Holy yeah. crap. That, and then the, um, that's a good one because it's a nice subtle one. It's, yeah. it's always the subtle ones where it gets you. But the more obvious one is in Civil War when he's got the helicopter. Yeah. And the other thing, you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it's you just and that's the thing is is the 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 movies let us live in that reality where it looks effortless because he's a superhero, but it's not. Yeah, you pulled a muscle doing that it's that an, move. That move, yeah, it's an insane amount of work, you know. Um, so for me, what I'm into this week is uh, I just as of this recording, I I finally finished season four of The Expanse, and dear lord, it's so. Good. It's so good. And I, for, thankfully, it is already greenlit for a season five, but I need everybody to go and watch it because I want them to, be, whatever's the story they're trying to tell, I want them to be able to finish it. It's crazy that sci fi stopped. Why, why do you know any of the behind the scenes why sci fi was like, nah, I don't want to do it anymore? I think, you know, it was, it's one of those classic, like the viewership was down. It's a, it's a relatively expensive show. It's not like, it looks like an expensive sci-fi show. It's not like an HBO Game of Thrones level thing. Like there's moments where you can feel it like this is strain, much as we can do. Yeah, yeah, strain against its budgetary limits, but it's still a relatively especially because they're committed to um they give themselves some cheats where they uh they have these like magnetic boots that even though they're in zero G, they're able to walk relatively normally. Mm. But anytime somebody lets go of an item, it's supposed to float away because they're in zero G. Like um all of that all of those constraints about being 
closer towards hard sci-fi than say a star trek or especially a star wars make it more challenging so i think those budgetary uh it is more expensive but um i watched the first three seasons on amazon um so i think like a lot of streaming services this re- i think this is the reason why netflix picks up a lot of stuff they see good numbers on their end for streaming so if sci-fi lets it go it's like and 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 if you're someplace place like amazon sets already built your cast is already there. like the you don't have the startup costs of making a new show mm-hmm. um so they they pick it up for whatever but, but go gosh dang it go check it out because i i feel like if you're a fan of sci-fi especially harder sci-fi but even star wars fans or whatever um go check it out if you're a fan of game of thrones this tackles its sci-fi elements similar to the way game of thrones tackled its fantasy elements in that they're they're low key and everything's uh like there's no light speed travel Mm -hmm. so you know that it's getting from point a to point b is taking characters months it's taken a, a significant chunk of time to do that if if they ever there's moments where they have to like like flip a ship around and like do a major burn and it's so straining on the body that people have to as it's doing it they have to get injected with chemicals so they don't liquefy yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like oh this is a nightmare uh, <laughs> this is no good terry fournier in the chat says uh, i've been binging the expanse this week just started season three it's so great and when season three ended the way probably because they knew they were being canceled the way it ends is kind of and it's based off a book series so it's not like they're completely inventing stuff but the way it ended it's like it could have ended there it, it had a big event but it's one of those big events that you just kind of imagine what could happen next. Well, now we have season four, and season four does not end that way. Season four ends on a cliffhanger that's like, no, you need to. I need to. Know, I need to know. I need to know how this affects everybody. Um, and and that's another great example. I won't go into spoilers because I want everybody to watch it. But it, it's it's a cliffhanger in in like I was telling you like. We grew up on Smallville cliffhangers where it's like, oh, is Clark going to defeat the giant? Uh-oh, is he going to fall into a pit and die? No. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is more of like telling you, hey, listen, we're going to change the entire game. And you're like, and so now now I know what the reveal is, but I want to know what that means for all these characters that I, that I care about. And everything is so based on the logistics of the world, the, the rules we've set up, and the character the characters behave consistently throughout the show and the rules behave consistently even to the point where there there is um a like i said there it's uh downplayed low-key but there is an extra normal element and that behaves weird but it behaves weird in a way that all the characters like it's like the it's it's a version of in the marvel stuff where it's like well sufficiently advanced technology would look like magic to the da 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 but they never say that bullshit and because everything else is so detailed and practical and the characters are reacting it's like they're playing ch- chess above their pay grade like they, we don't know we don't we literally don't know what this thing is doing why it's doing it's its own little like sense of mystery and and it's not like this like we can figure it out you can't you won't be able to um and but even that extra normal element behaves consistently mm. in it in its weirdness you know what i mean and so it's just a very uh it, it rewards you paying attention it rewards you sticking with it um and it's just cool to see and it and it's hopeful 
like like not like star trek because that lives in kind of an idyllic society and this is not <laughs> this is this is a very hard place to live but it's they, they have this harder and hope it's not necessarily as cynical as something as game of thrones could be at times um and i think in and you know i enjoy i'm not like one of those series finales haters of haters of game of thrones but i think narratively this is a stronger series in that each each story which sometimes spans across seasons is relatively self-contained it completes an idea and then it goes to the next one as opposed to the sprawling where you're building up to one final whatever, whatever event. This one has events along the way. And also it's more – you've got basically three sets of casts. And and it's not like you're waiting until the end of the series to meet. They they do run into each other throughout the show. So it, it's, it put, it's putting less pressure on itself to like having the perfect finale because it, it has – its own minor finales throughout. And I think it's a more, in that sense, it's a more rewarding um, experience in uh, than Game of Thrones. I just, pl- everybody, please go check it out. I love it. I think I think a lot of people uh, would also fall in love with it if they checked it out. I don't know why they're not, considering how Game of Thrones is the the, bi- oh, the biggest show on the fucking planet. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this can't fall in that same stuff. But please go check it out. Give it some love because I want more. The cast is so good. The writing is so good. The show is so good. I'm excited for some content coming out on Amazon this year. Specifically, Cats. The, the Vast of Night. <laughs> yes. They'll be there eventually. Anyway, that's gonna well, be. interestingly, Vast of Night is a tie-in to The Expanse. Interesting. Yeah, Very so interesting. To know whatever. Uh, Mr. Terry Fournier asked me, who's your favorite character? Uh, for me, like Amos. Yes, it's Amos. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, um, Amos is, is a part of the main crew. And he, he's, he is very pragmatic. And unsentimental. Uh, His brain don't work like the rest of our brains. Um, And so I was comparing, I was telling Sam, it'd be like, um, if you watch like Star Trek The Next Generation, it'd be like the the robot character, like a data. In that he just doesn't, but he's a human. He just doesn't know because of his experiences in life. He just, he, he doesn't have stuff. Like he has connections to people. But also, he's a big picture guy, and it's he's not malicious about it. He's not like a villain where it's like he gets off on like hurting people. But it's like if we need to do the thing, and you're in the way of me doing the thing, and the thing's going to save lives, I'm going to be like, "Hey, get out of my way! Or I'm going to kill you." And then somebody's like, "But what? A, no, I'm just going to kill. I'm just going to kill you." Like, mm. It's not. And it's not personal. <laughs> but we need to do the thing. I, I, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Oh, it's a he's a utilitarian. I, I, very much, oh. but also very much so, but also in a way that he can't. He kind of can't help it. It's just how he's wired. Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's he's just a very interesting character to watch and kind of unlike any other character I've seen on TV before. Because it's very weird. Normally when you get the, uh, to a character like that on a show, there's a, an amount of ruthlessness. Like you think about Game of Thrones, you think about the people that were... Tyrion was pragmatic, but still kind of a, a relatively decent person. But normally if you get like to root... like pragmatic people are like they're ruthless or they're mean and he's like he's not <laughs> he's just practical like uh it's he's very fascinating and, th- and that's always a lot of fascinating characters on the show a lot of complicated uh ideal ideologies and like a big part of the show is mars like the and, and the fact that mars has spent generations trying to terraform like the people on our show know that people won't be able to breathe real air and oxygen for another hundred years, but their, their culture is still living there. Yeah. But their culture is built around doing that. And later in the show, other opportunities arise and they start going like, yeah, Mars is dead. You're telling me all those, like the scientists that were here trying to terraform 
aren't going to want to go to another planet that they don't have to spend 100 years doing that? Mm-hmm. We're going to leave this. And when the character says that, you're like, I didn't even, con- I didn't even consider. And the fact that big sci-fi concepts like that are grounded in, in mundane day-to-day, it's like, yeah, you'd go to the... Like, like, we could spend our whole life cleaning up this city. Or there's a nice new one that we could just build our homes on and not have to worry about. You'd leave. Yeah. <laughs> you'd leave. A majority of people would leave. And so if you're one of the ones that are dedicated to your homeland, what do you do if you want to stay? I guess the, or, or a different comparison would be like you get to a deserted island and you just try to desalinate water. And you're like, but wait, there's an island right over there that, that has a everything. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, and like, why would we stay here? Yeah, why, why would we, we do go? this? But like maybe if you've been there generations and you have dedication to your home, which now that I have a home, I never really appreciated before. Like when you invest in it, it's like this is your – I don't know. When you're younger, you're part of like, well, it's just stuff. If you lose it, fires, whatever. But once you – once it's yours, Asgard's and an idea, it's not a place. Yeah, you know, and you've invested in it. It's like that's that's challenging, and so like, but if you decide to stay, and everybody else is leaving, what are you doing? What do you, what do you do? Like, and and what does that mean to your culture? What, what do I when you expand the ideas of culture the and experience. identity into into space, and you start dealing with you start dealing with uh, the possibility of extraterrestrial life and all, and what does that mean for you? And how you function. And like Earth is is everybody gets like a stipend like the Andrew Yang get paid. But they're on lists. You have to sign up for like a list to get an actual job. And you, so you're basically you get money but you're basically condemned to being poor unless you win this lottery to get like an, one of the few jobs that actually exist in the world anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're like well, damn like I don't it feels real. It feels like we could get there and I don't know what you do about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that's what makes it feel relatable and real to our world because there's a lot of things in our world that you're like, it's a problem, but I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? I don't know how you – so you just do your best you can to live and make your life. And it's really cool. I highly recommend it. It's it's just stockpiled with really interesting, fascinating ideas that are very grounded in what we know of science. Um I mean, as far as I can tell, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck am I, what am it I saying? It feels grounded enough. Yeah, but it's not like you press a button and suddenly you're in another galaxy. Has, you know no, what I mean? has anyone said tachyons yet? Nope. Good to go. Yeah, yeah. The most, the most sci-fi term thrown around is the proto-molecule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it almost, you're pushing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is, that's, proto-molecule? that's the, the proto-molecule. Is that what the alien is? Basically. It's, but it's, but they, they do. Hey, there's an alien. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's again, elf. the way, the way they go about it, it's, it's really, cause I told you a little bit about how that stuff mm-hmm. is introduced and it's just really fascinating. Love it. Love we're, it. Love it. Love it. I wish, checking it out. Absolutely. It's on Amazon prime. You can stream all four seasons right now. Um, you're going to you're gonna dig it. Before we go any further, quick question to you at home and you, uh, DJ. Yes, that's me. That's you. Yeah. Uh, do you experience stress? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had anxiety? Yes. Chronic pain? Yes. Yeah, have you ever had trouble sleeping at least once a week? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. At least one of those. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're not alone. Many of us do. And personally, for me, anxiety has been a, a big thing in my life, to put it lightly. And I've been searching for anything that could help. But then I discovered feels. Now, Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps you reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Specifically for me, it's my anxiety. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I, I don't have trouble sleeping. I sleep, uh, I just fall asleep driving, to be honest. Yes. Don't do that. I am the reverse. I'm an incredibly light sleeper. So Feels might be for you. For me, it's been a, it's been a big help. All you got to do is place a few drops of Feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. Uh, new to CBD? Don't worry. Feels offers a free CBD hotline and text message support to help guide your personal experience. Which is great because, you know, you might not be... 
used to it. Like, and there's a lot of misinformation out there. Mm-hmm. And so, it's, if you have any questions or concerns, you can call that hotline. Give me a little text. Give me a little text. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high hangover or addiction. You can join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel anytime. Chef's kiss. Gang, if you've ever had any problems with stress, anxiety, or chronic pain or sleeplessness, I highly recommend you guys check out Feels, and we've got a deal for you, baby. Feels can help you feel your best. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash stupid, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. I love that free shipping. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash stupid to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping feels.com slash stupid that's free shipping and 50% off boy be boys and girls don't miss out check out feels now back to the show um, well you know what let's hop into the main meat of the episode the meat and potatoes we reached out we asked for questions and people who are watching live right now please send us your questions in the chat so we can read them aloud and uh but yeah we're gonna dive into them these are nerdy questions regular questions any kind of questions you're getting the stupidest answers we can come up with or at least me um <laughs> i want to kick it off with uh the discord because yes. when was the last time you went to disneyland Got two, two years Dis- ago two years ago yeah was that the same for me i think it was the same well, we went together so <laughs> oh, there, yeah that's probably what it was yeah no i think it was 2018 is when i went the last time that would be yeah, that'd be two years ago. Yeah, so yeah. I went for my birthday, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a great time. Yes. But there was no Star Wars land to be seen. Yeah. And I very much want to go to the Star Wars land, but I saw, did you see those videos yesterday that Rise of the Resistance is like a new ride or experience or something? Yeah, basically, opened. my understanding is that, um, so they, they opened Star Wars land. It's not Star Wars land. It's called something else. Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge. Edge. There it is. Uh, I don't want to be yelled at. Um, but, uh, <laughs> by Maggie. But, uh, um and basically, half of the land was still being built because it was being built around this this ride, Rise of the Resistance. And I guess it's uh, out. Mm-hmm. What, what, were, what were the videos you were saying? So, oh, well, okay. That is basic. It's past like Thunder Mountain. Okay. For the, this is Disneyland, by the way, we're talking about. It's past Thunder Mountain into like the far like, northwest part of the. I'm not even fucking mm-hmm. pretending I know what I'm talking about. Anyways, it's over there in yeah. that corner uh, by Toontown. And. The line for it was at the center where the Walt and Mickey statue are. If you can kind of imagine how far that is. But it's not a line, by the way. It's a crowd. Actually, for reference, this is great for audio, but uh, let me go ahead and pull up. I was on Twitter where I saw it, so I'll go ahead and take a look at that. Uh, I hate it, man. I hate it. I, I I hate lines. I hate having to wait in line. I will do pretty there much. There it is. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! It looks like a concert. It's Comic Con, man. Like, That's what awful. The fuck? So to paint a picture, imagine shoulder to shoulder. I hate this. Front to back, uh, nuts to butts. The, everyone is lying. Oh this my god! This is just god. for the ride. Yeah. Okay. So it's fully in this crowd of people is fully enveloped the entire courtyard in front of the castle and yeah. Main Street. And it's headed towards Star Wars land. Isn't this on like a dumb is it one of like, those that, like, lottery thing where you get like a scheduled time where you go or something like that? I don't like know. That? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I would never. Never, yeah. ever. Never, <laughs> ever in a million years. I would never like um, – the only time I was in a Hall H in Comic-Con was when you know I was with an outlet and we were able to just go in. And sneak in. Yeah. Like I just I, – I don't I – don't, I'm too old for that shit. Yeah. I don't want to like – uh, when my wife and I would go to Halloween Horror Nights, like we have it down, like 
we're able to like go to all the mazes before the lines build. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like one year we waited like two hours for one of the mazes, and you've been through one of those mazes. It's like five minutes, maybe. Yeah, and they also some look really good. Yeah, some do not. Yeah, and you're like this is what I waited for. Yeah, and so it's like I just don't like. I try because my schedule's flexible. I try to go places when I'm against traffic or don't have to deal with traffic. I just, I've wired my entire life to avoid lines. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Joelville's asking, uh, are you going to head to Disneyland and ride uh, ride the rise of the resistance? Yeah, next year when nobody gives a shit. Even that, like, uh, we have a friend coming in town from Colorado and they love Disney stuff. So like, oh, yeah. we can do it. We can finally go to Star Wars land. But we missed the window. The window was a week ago where you could have, like the last available time to go and check it out yeah. that's reasonable. Yeah. Because we've seen people like on Twitter, they're like mutual friends that have just gone and like taking the picture in front of the Millennium Falcon and yeah. you're good to go. There's no more time. Yeah. Now we have to wait another eight months before. Like, yeah. to, I'm going to tell the person, please just, I know you're supposed to come out in July for a concert. Don't. You yeah. Cancel tickets. Come out and it, it, come out like November, yeah. and then we'll go and see it because this is ridiculous. We'll go during a Wednesday, so I'm, while school's still in session. By the way, I mean like all the ride stuff there seemed amazing. Also, the fact that you can build a um, a lightsaber and you can build a droid, and you can you can mm-hmm. drive that around when you bring it home, like a BBA, but with like a different head and a yeah. different color scheme. My mind's exploded when I heard that you could actually do You're that. You're willing to drop the like a thousand bucks to build both those $200 things? $200 for one. For one. one. <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't have to okay. do that. I would have to be in a very different financial situation and I'd pretend with my girlfriend. It's like, look, we're pretending we're practicing for a dog. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you because I feel like this is a safe space with you. All right. When I was younger, I would have loved the idea of building a lightsaber because all that stuff, all the stuff in Star Wars seems cool. But now, Star Wars lame, man. Like, a Star Wars lame because it's like, it's just, it's a lot of like failed expectations at this point. A lot of people have made it lame. Between the, between the like prequels and the sequels and all the like. I mean, I think personally. Because now it's like, lightsaber doesn't, isn't exciting like it used to be. You know what I mean? No, yeah. It's, it feels not oversaturated, but just, I think the brand feels tainted for me. Yeah. Because of how people react to it and how people act like babies and start like sending death threats to to cast members and yeah. stuff. I'm tired of that. And also the movies have underwhelmed me. Yeah. And I don't have any expectations. I just <laughs> go in and I just want to watch like it. Like even the good one. Because I don't think anybody – I think if, if you're being reasonable, I think you could look at the sequel trilogy and, and see that overall they are at least fine. Like, like they, there are definitely things in them to like. The, yeah. the and cast things is to great. Not like, yeah. yeah, like even like there's. I think there's some pretty glaring flaws on all three of them. But like, not enough time on the casino planet. We need more casino more planet big time. Horse things. We need our more of our main characters running around for half the movie, getting their friends killed. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, like, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, it just feels. It feels like it should be cooler. No, but no, no, you're right. I get it. Yeah, but it also, like... the more I, but like, also, maybe it's getting what it deserves. <laughs> like, you know, like maybe we're just getting what we deserve. Yeah. We're like, we're going to be a little shits and fine. You get like a shitty product or yeah. something. And it's not a shitty product. That's a, that's unfair to say to literally millions of people, like, or thousands of people that have worked on those movies yeah. and, and the parks and everything. There's cool shit about it. But there are people who have made it not fun. Like, I want to go to Star Top Wars to Land. bottom, yeah. I, I want to go to Star Wars Land. I enjoy Star Tours. That's always been a fun ride. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of Star Wars. It's just when I think about them, I don't get excited. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get, like... 
whatever. I think the most exciting thing that. Uh, Mandalorian got a little wonky there, mm-hmm. but overall, by the end of it, everyone was like, "Cool, this, yeah. sounds, this is fun." Last, also, two, last two episodes were pretty solid, and no one disliked the way, like Baby Yoda. No one yeah. disliked him. Yeah, you can't, uh, you, you can't. can't not, you can't not. And also, that I will say, my favorite part of the whole series is still that first half of the second episode that's completely silent. So cool, really badass. And, and yeah, no, there's so much to like about it. Yeah. Um, uh, right now, that sorry, what I'm saying is there are two things that we like right now it's the Mandalorian and it seems like everyone's pretty positive about the Star Wars land yes. minus the lines everyone's like no this is actually genuinely really cool and I've watched episodes of Clone Wars and Rebels and they were pretty cool yeah yeah. I don't really want to watch Clone- everyone's like no you don't watch Clone Wars in the order that it came out you have to watch it in this order I'm like Pfft. oh fuck off is that what Hector's that? been doing I've been, uh, uh, Hector's been like I've been watching in, in or- like what is <laughs> what does that mean Yeah. oh no yeah apparently it's <laughs> what not what does that mean the episodes were made as like contained episodes that tell a story but chronologically they don't follow each other <sighs> so it's more they're self-contained yeah but they don't they're not like you're not watching something in succession but you can watch in succession to get like a full picture but the show still functions without it being chronological because they're just like an- anthologies why, why does as far wars, as i know what the why, fuck am i talking why about? does star wars make it, it so hard for people man i was thinking about it the other day because maybe I've been some meaning episodes to, were easier to make than others so yeah, get maybe. Those out the door. yeah uh so disney plus has willow on it as well and I'm kind of bummed that Willow didn't take off the way Star Wars and Indiana Jones did. Man, Willow seems like something that I'm not going to like, but continue. Yeah, US. but I want to check it out. I, yeah. I remember when I was a kid, a friend was watching and I'm like, I feel like this isn't for a uh, young DJ. I yeah. feel like my parents would yell at me if they knew I was watching this. Uh, they probably wouldn't have. It seems pretty tame now as an adult. But uh, but it's like, oh, he wanted his own Lord of the Rings. I'm kind of bummed that, I mean, he has Star Wars, but it would have been cool if he got his own, whatever, Lord of the Rings. Long story short, uh, Joelville, I think Sam and I will go to Rise of the Resistance when it's not that. <laughs> when it's not that. Uh, um, what, how would you say that name? Artax. Artax. Mm-hmm. Remember Artax? From A Never Ending Story? You just mentioned Willow, so it made me think I about think Never thing, Ending Story. The thing I'm not supposed to watch as a kid. Mm-hmm. I felt like Never Ending Story was not, oh, probably wasn't great I for. I love Never no, Ending Story. Too. And hey, I even liked. The second and the third. Or is it the nothing? The, the second one. Uh, the second one's great because that's when they all kind of they have like their council and Rockbiter. Rockbiter really interested me as a kid. Yeah. And I rewatched when it was an adult. I was going to say recently. It's probably been like eight years or so. I rewatched it as an adult. Um, and the nothing is still the wolf incarnation. Of the nothing oh, yeah. is still scary as shit. Man, I don't know the story of that. I, I we let's do it a movie night. Let's yeah. let's rewatch do, it. Do people get sucked into the book? No, that's in the second one. I think. Yeah, and he Bastion like is reading the story, yeah. and he has an effect on the story as he's reading it. Oh, yeah. he's reading the story of Artax and Atreyu and Atreyu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't go into the book. Not in the first one. In the second one, he does. Yeah, I think in the second one, he does. They like put you yank him into the book because he had to yank yeah. him into the book. Do you remember Page Master? I don't think I saw Page Master, but it's where um, Home Alone kid uh, become goes becomes animated. Yeah, he, yeah, and he meets the genres of books. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. We we've got to confirm the genres of books. I loved it as a kid because that was like all, that was on all the VHSs we had as kids. Where, like, yes. Those are advertisements for Page Master. The Page Master is 1984 live action animated film. Yeah, the plot is, pessimistic 10-year-old Richard Tyler lives life based on statistics and fears everything. His exasperated parents have tried multiple ways to build up his courage to little success. Richard has sent a bag of, uh, to buy a bag of nails for building a treehouse. However, Richard gets caught in a harsh thunderstorm and takes shelter in a library. 
can I get to the story, please? <laughs> Anyways, he becomes a cartoon and gets sucked into books, and he meets three anthropomorphic books. Adventure, a squash-buckling pirate-like book. Fantasy, a sassy but caring fairy tale book. And horror, a fearful hunchback with a misshapen spine. Yeah, okay, that's what it is. And he meets other characters or, or like, um, like uh, yeah. anthropomorphic uh, ideas for for stories and whatnot. Wow, it it was cost thirty four million to make, and it made thirteen million. No wonder we didn't get sequels. I think uh, they're doing a remake or something. It doesn't surprise me. Disney uh, wants it. Uh, Maggie Whitmer talking about Disneyland. Is twenty twenty the year you finally do an episode all about Disneyland and have me as a guest? Hey, uh, but Maggie, we're all fully on board. Mm-hmm. If you ever down uh, hanging out, I mean, you do come to L A. She came to the signing you did when we were doing mm-hmm. the when you did for the comic. And so, hey, if you're nearby. We can figure something out. Uh, also, it'd be fun if we did a Disney day one day, but I don't want to pay for a Disneyland ticket, so we're <laughs> yeah. gonna have to figure that out. But of course, Maggie, we'll have you on. We'll talk about it. But you gotta have. You know what? I'll throw out there. We'll do it on like a, ma- a history of Disneyland. Yeah. And we'll throw some questions your way, and you give us your best answers that you got. Yes. For there, uh, Jay Shark asks very important question. Your scale of one to ten, how much do you miss me? Only ten. Ten. There you go. Duh. And also, what are you most excited for this year? Any new projects and stuff? Uh, I think excited for 2020. Let's. I, I, I'll say movies specifically. What I'm excited mm-hmm. for: Wonder Woman. Because I don't think we talked about it. That like we was 1984. on. Yeah, yeah. It looks. It looks really. It kick-ass. looks really good. And there's a. The, I think it's one of the best utilizations of a, a remixing a pop song with an orchestral score when mm-hmm. they get into like what song is that the. Uh, I'm not even going to pretend to sing it. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 trailer song. It is, of course, Blue Monday. Ah. The use of Blue Monday uh, is so kick-ass. And I've never read a story where she wears that winged armor. And I'm a big mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that. Kingdom Come. She does? Yeah. I'm not there yet, then. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not there yet. Either. She's just wearing the regular old Wonder Woman outfit. The regular... Oh, so... Um... I was going to bring up when you were talking about that. Did you ever hear about the pitch, the the going into the year two thousand? Grant Morrison, Mark Wade, and Mark Miller, and then a fourth guy who's not as famous as those three guys pitched to Disney this big revamp of Superman. That Disney, Disney, not sorry, oh, Disney, sorry. DC, like, okay, DC. Yeah. No, picked a, pitched to DC this revamp of um, Superman, <clears throat> and you. I have the whole pitch. I saved it for myself. Um, and it was going to happen, and then an editorial, I think it was something as petty as an editorial change, and because the last guy wanted it to happen, the new guy was like, no, I don't want it to happen now. Or they didn't ask him or something, and so for a petty reason, he killed it, and it's like, this would have been so cool, especially since like Mark Wade did uh, Birthright, Grant Morrison did All-Star Superman, uh, Mark Miller did Red Sun. Like, these guys... And Kingdom Come, too. Yeah, yeah. The, Mark Wade did Kingdom Come, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, these are guys that understand Superman on like a fundamental level. It would have been so fucking cool. There's a breakdown of like how all the different villains work. They they did... Uh, they were going to um, dissolve the Superman Lois Lane marriage, because that was, you know, what you did in the early 2000s. Yeah, you had to. Um, How else could you but the story? but the way they were going to do it was like more character based. Like like it was it was it was it did a good job of threading that needle of like we don't want them to get divorced, but we don't want them to be together anymore, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really my favorite one is their take on prankster because it's like a it's basically like Michael Moore if he was a supervillain. Like and it's like why hasn't anybody picked that up, man? That's so good. All right, so I'm I have the website up. Deep Space Transmissions yeah. has it, and also there's a Reddit thread that shows how 
things from this were co-opted into like New 52 and, and well and also stuff. when these people went off and did their own thing so like and parts of it going to All-Star Superman and mm-hmm. a lot of Grant Morrison stuff there alright so I'm going to read the pitch um, first and then there's the concept alright so the pitch is this is yeah okay historical records tell us that every 15 years or so Superman is reimagined to address the wants and needs of a new generation 15 years ago John Byrne recreated Superman from the ground up 15 years prior to that Julie Schwartz and Denny O'Neill engineered the biggest shakeup since Mort Weisinger began bringing in a, his familiar lore 15 years previous the 15 year cycle is upon us again with this due deference and the heartfelt thanks to the creators of all the fine work done since Byrne's revamp it seems that many of the social trends and historical currents which made those comics so appropriate and so successful in the 80s and early 90s have now been replaced by newer different trends and currents sadly sales would seem to reflect our connection to the new times okay we believe and understand forward thinking intelligent enthusiastic hero retooled to address the challenges the ultimate american icon revitalized okay now i'm getting into the board (laughs) Mm. all right so the concept is the key to the initial concept lies in the radical but organic reversal of the currently accepted knowledge, not logic of Superman Clark's dynamic. In our interpretation, Clark Kent isn't what Superman really is. Clark is what Superman was until he reached his teenage years and began to realize what the, uh, all those years of soaking up the Kansas sun has done to his alien cells. Superman's story here is seen as the tale of a Midwest farmer's son who became an alien shortly after puberty. Suddenly, young Clark doesn't know, uh, doesn't just know his ma and pa through sight, touch, and sound. He knows this the exact t- timber of their pulse rates. Is that how you'd say that? Mm-hmm. Um, he can look at their DNA and recognize their distinctive electrical fields and hear the neural crackle and release some chemicals which tell him they've changed their minds about something. Wow, that's crazy. And this is that stuff that you'll end up seeing um, specifically in Birthright. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they mentioned they want him to be vegan here because he can see like life auras. Uh-huh. That's something that's in Birthright and, and touched on a little bit in All-Star Superman. Yeah, he can do all of this and he can scan the entire environment in an instant with levels of perception we can only imagine. That's going to turn anyone's head around a little. This is someone who can, by any stretch of the imagination, is no longer just human, except for the part of him, the ethical, humanitarian base nurtured by the Kents, which forms the unstakable foundation for everything Superman is, but who is what Superman can no longer be. Or in other words, not our own, who is disguised as Clark Kent, fights a never-ending battle. All right, I'm going to stop there because it keeps going and going yeah, and going. It's, it's, a big, a if, it's Superman pitch. 2000. Go check it out. Um, I will point out this part, the costume. We'd like to tweet the costume to, uh, by finally getting rid of the red underpants. This gives us a new look which somehow recovers the more classic Golden Age primal Superman look and feels like an update. The move also... Uh, has instant media appeal. Finally, Superman's smart enough to wear his shorts under his pants. <laughs> yeah, so this is the stuff that was co-opted. No more red underwear until yeah. uh, my, Brian Michael Bendis. Mm-hmm. Superman's identity is exposed and he has to force on the run. That happened. Superman's marriage to Lois Lane is removed from continuity. That does not know more. Superman's parents are killed off. The Daily Planet becomes an online news service with only a cursory print publication. Good call. Jimmy, as Superman's best friend, is re-emphasized. Cat Grant and Clark Kent work together more closely. DC All-Star Superman, they took the Superman undergoes a massive boost of solar radiation and gains new powers. Superman's father is killed off. Jimmy, as Superman's best friend, is reemphasized the Fortress of Solitude. Da, 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 da. And they go through all of this. Cool. Well, I'm going to go ahead and read that later because... It's, it's really here, cool. Here, I'll post it's it in fun. the Discord so you can read it. Yeah, it's a, it's a really fun take. Um, 
Yeah, there you go. It's in there now, so you guys could go and go check it out. That's a, that's pretty cool. So Sergeant Cool Beans in the Discord asks, have any of you guys ever played D&D? And if so, do you have a character you tend to use? I only ask because I literally just started. My character is a Wood Elf Ranger based on the entire film and, wor- and TV works of Will Smith. Now, I know you've... That's pretty cool. For shows, you've played D&D before. Yeah, but it's like the... It's the abridged version, and it's, <laughs> honestly, it sounds like the more fun version. Personally, yeah. because of all the rules and stuff, whenever anyone's like, but yeah, that's not you play with the rules, immediately you can get me to tune out. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't want to. Do you have like a, do you have like a go-to? I keep doing magic fucking elf bullshit. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm going to do magic, but everyone's like, well, you can only do it for this many turns. It's like, well, I'm going to do a spell, and I can do that better. <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and wish for more genies. <laughs> so, wait, do you think in, like, a fantasy world, you'd want to be a magic person? Yeah, but I, if I was lucky enough, I uh, based on my track record, I wouldn't get it, but I would still try. I'd <laughs> yeah. be, like, hanging out close by, and it's like, look at this, I can do this, and I'd make my hands glow or something like, ooh. Yeah. Uh, and I'd find some somebody that's impressed by that. Yeah. I'd do that. And that's how I make my career. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, so I've been thinking about this a little bit because I've, I've started watching The Witcher. I'm three episodes in. And you liking it more? I, yeah, man. Now, like, it like seemed it's, like your show. Well, here's the thing. And again, I'm only three episodes in, so who knows? It, it's definitely sillier than something like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings. And that sounds like a diss, but that'd be like, I, I, I could say like Star Wars is sillier than Star Trek. It, it's true. But that's part of the appeal. Like that's why people like the fact that it's bigger and bolder and more outlandish. There's ghosts. There's space. Yeah, ghosts. you know what I mean. Like that's that's part of what what's there. And so th- th- for me, it reminds me most of like '80s fantasy films where they were trying to do stuff, and it's just wilder. Like there's this fawn character that looks re- that shows up for like an episode that looks really weird, mm-hmm. and it also reminds me when it goes into more of the horror elements. It reminds me of um, Hammer horror movies, which was which were these low budget British horror movies, and. I like that vibe. And anytime Geralt has to fight anybody, either if it's humans with swords or a monster, because at the end of episode one, he has to fight a bunch of humans. And then episode three, he fights a monster. And it's so fucking cool. He pulls out, because in the Witcher universe, the thing that hurts monsters is silver. He mm. pulls out the, the silver silver knuckle duster, which, which each knuckle is a wolf's head. So Fuck cool. yeah, I'm in, man. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I love that shit. And so like, I, but so I've been thinking about it, and of course you think about like I could be, oh, I could be, but realistically, based on my career goals in this life, I'd probably be like a bard or like so a, cool. a scribe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going out and doing like big epic things in this life, so I don't know why in the past suddenly I'm a fucking monster killing badass. Is he magical too in some way? He has. Um, so there are are. People and hardcore Witcher fans, you can correct me if I'm wrong, and there might be some dissonance between the show and the games because they're based on the same source material, but they are different. different yeah. So um, the Witchers have light magical abilities. He can do for he can do a light force field. He can do like uh, energy, like a blast of energy, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, or fire. In the game, I, I used fire stuff a lot. But then there are like sorcerers mm-hmm. that have like. Can, basically Doctor Strange level rewrite reality shit yeah, yeah I figured and, they were like magicians I just didn't know if he not technically magic, yeah. not technically and they've touched on this show and the the witchers from what I understand you are born human but the process of making you a witcher they have to make you immune to a lot of shit you have to ingest a lot of chemicals fundamentally changes your makeup and you're and you're basically a mutant mm. uh, you've, you've mutated is that why he's silver hair yeah and oh. he, in the game in the game in the books he has cat eyes in the show they're just yellow eyes because that would be a pain in the ass to do all the time yeah also cat cat contacts 
only look so good. Yeah. And I will, it, it sometimes, they're not that they're bad contacts, but sometimes I do get a little distracted with his yellow eyes. Like I just start zoning in on that. So imagine if they were cat eyes, I'd be like. It's like Clark Kent with the, it's like Brandon Ralph with the blue contacts. It's like, no, these don't look good. Yeah. Like, they, no, they never look good. They never look They never natural. look, right. If yeah. you have brown eyes and you put blue contacts on, it's not going to look normal. Yep. There's like slight things you can do, but you can't fix that. No. Um, you know, I might let me know what you think of the season as a whole, and I, I might, will because I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going just because it's again it's not like as deep or as nuanced as Game of Thrones was, but like but it's fun. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun, and uh, they we've spent some time now in magic school uh, with one of the characters who's supposed to be a sorceress, and it is a nightmare. Side note: uh, It is awful. The the pitch for that new Marvel comic, Strange Academy, way into it. Yeah, it's Scotty Young. Way into it, yeah, very on board. It's, I'm more, uh, I like him better as an artist mm-hmm. um, because he's art. He's he's such a good artist. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those concepts. You're like, why haven't we done this? This just seems like such a slam dunk. So the pitch is uh, younger versions of. Is it? Younger versions of heroes we already know, or no. it's all new characters going to a magic school, school run by, by all the magic people. Yeah, by by Doctor Strange and I think Scarlet Witch and all of them. And so it's a, it's basically like Xavier's school but with magic, magic users so or cool. or Hogwarts in the Marvel universe. And either one of those pitches, I'm like, hell yeah, man. Yeah, that's how you Disney Plus show. That's yeah, how it's written seriously, yeah. for real. Like that, it, it's such a good idea. I'm very. I think it comes out in the next couple months. Have Wiccan be in there, you know? Like yeah. uh, throw all the other ones in there. I keep trying to figure out what happened to the other. There's two brothers, right? That are Scarlet. Speed and Wiccan. Speed. Yeah. This is the cut. Yeah, he looks exactly like Quicksilver. Yeah, and he's fast. But is he dead? No. He's just not. They don't write about him. Like, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Wiccan's still in a bunch of stuff. Speed hasn't shown up in a minute. Maybe he did die. And every time I read it, it's like, yeah, he died, but like then he didn't, and then no <laughs> one wants to write about him anymore. So I'm like, all right. Well, he's like Quicksilver. Nobody really likes Quicksilver, no. except. In Days of Future Past. Very That's a cool. very cool Quicksilver, and very he's cool. not as cool in the comics. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, uh, we do have, from the MCU guy, uh, for me, he said, I see you're back to running. Any goals for that? Like a 10K or a half marathon just for health reasons? It's for health reasons because uh, I think I hit like this moment where I went up a flight of stairs, and I was like... <gasps> You know, like when you're like, mm-hmm. and then immediately you talk to somebody and you're like, huh? and then you keep talking. And it's like, huh? yeah. and I'm like, what's wrong? Calm down. Like, what's wrong yeah. with you? And it's like, oh, it's just, I don't, my, my cardio is not what it used to be. Um, and also I reframed how I looked at my own health. Um, yeah. Cause you look at, you, you see yourself, like you look at yourself in the mirror sometimes and everybody's done a version of this and it's, and you're like, you know what? You can you can do better and like you can look different or da da da. And I realized the way I was telling myself that spit a lot just now. I was doing it in a really unhealthy way that wasn't making me feel good. Where mm. I kind of was like trying to self hate myself into like being healthy. And Not guess great. what? Shockingly, doesn't work because <laughs> then you like well if I just go cheat really quick and have like a snack, then I'll be fine. And yeah. like uh, then it spirals and it's bad. And yeah. so uh, I reframed how I looked at my own health and I more looked at it as a way to feel good throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool. And then when I on a Saturday, like today, when we were recording, I didn't have to run because I, I I chose my weekdays as run days. Yep. None of this shit's like revolutionary. It was just a personal realization that I had where I, that would make me uh, appreciate it more and become more of a routine. And I yeah. like it more because now I get really creative with uh, when I make a breakfast when I come home. I know what I need to eat to feel better. Mm-hmm. And I've been getting faster, which is cool. Like my, my record for a mile was six and a half. 
uh, six and a half minutes, and I'm nowhere near that. Like, there's a good like four minutes on top of that. I can't mm-hmm. even get close to that. But I've been I've gotten under ten minutes for a mile, so mm-hmm. it's like nine fifty. It's we're on the cusp, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. technically under, so I'm counting it. Um, right now, the goal is to do a half marathon before the end of the year. Very cool. Uh, so that's 13, 13 miles, thirteen miles, give or mm-hmm. take. Ten um, k I've done before, and I can do a ten k with very little prep. Yeah. Um, I'm burpy right now. That's for you guys. Um, yeah, no. So right now the goal is for a half marathon. And the only goal, the only reason I want to do it is because I want to say like, hey, you can do this. There's no reason why I can't do it. So why not do it? And yeah. so that's the goal right now. Would it be cool to do a marathon one day? Yes, because I'm like, what the fuck am I going to think about for two, for two, for three hours running? Like I've never, I can't picture running for that long. Yeah. So I want to try. I'm gonna do it. It's like in Ford v Ferrari, where it's like we're racing for 24 hours. It's like what the fuck but, do you what? do? Yeah, <laughs> what? And then when they showed that, like they swapped but places. It's four it hours. is. It's a long, long time. I've done a road trip where it, I think the most I drove in a in yeah. a go was like six hours. But you were allowed to zone out. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I mean, I was dri- I was driving though. Yeah, but even then, you could. I don't know. Like, oh, like, I mean, I'm like, not racing. Yeah, exactly. Like, where you have to be like hyper alert. No, I think that's kind of for me at least, and it sounds like for you as well. That's kind of the secret. You just need to find a way to make it manageable for yourself. You can't look at people like. Like, I follow uh, Dwayne Johnson on Instagram. Like, I can't look at him and, like, oh, I'm gonna, I mean, I could, but that's a life. That's a complete shift of my entire lifestyle. And that it would be more challenging for me to do than what I did do, which was you know, I started jogging mm-hmm. and it became like 30 minutes a day. And then we got the sponsor Beach Body. And that was, they had a program that you could do 10 minutes a day of, of working out. And that started me doing more workout. Now I do more weightlifting. And I'm not going to win any awards for my physique or anything. I'm not going to post any shirtless pictures on Instagram or any of that shit. Um, but I'm definitely in significantly better shape than I've ever been in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I feel better about myself. And it's and it's one of those, like, you, you just have to, I think you just have to make it manageable. And you have to do it in a way that you're not being hard on yourself. It's that line about not being hard on yourself, but, but pushing yourself to do better. And also, there's not like a... Personally, and I can't give out any like health advice or, or dietary advice at all, but I, uh, talking with my girlfriend, she is a nutritionist and she is going to be a doctor. And it was this uh, refreshing perspective she had when it came to health trends, like diet, like fancy diets and yeah. stuff. And it's like, sure, go for it. If, yeah. if that works for you, good for you. But um, at the end of the day, it comes down to balance. Uh, she's like, I'm not going to hate myself if I go have ice cream at night. Like, mm-hmm. I like, or, uh, like if I'm downing a pint, then like maybe like, yeah. maybe calm down. But like, she's like, I, as long as I'm balancing it out, um, and not thinking of it as a transaction of like, if I eat this much ice cream, then later I can go and run this, like this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like more if you just, I'm butchering her pitch for it. Cause she's mm-hmm. obviously an expert when it yeah. comes to this, but it was a nicer way for me to think about like, if I fuck up and go eat a burger, I'm not going to hate myself into going into running. It's mm-hmm. never worked. I never like, I never feel good about myself. Yeah. Um, but if I go and eat that, just know like, hey, later, may, maybe think of a way that like, okay, that was a lot of carbs and that was a lot of protein. All right, let's figure out how we can have a meal later that's uh, that's slightly more healthy and then make sure. And like, and just that's all I need to do. And yeah. I overall feel a million times better. Yeah. Um, and I just I don't have to like hate myself into doing something or not doing something. Yeah. Again, shocking. It doesn't work when you yeah. when you hate yourself into being a certain way. So now it, that's my main goal is to self. You know, a lot of people talk about self care, and you're like, yeah, dude, good for you. And then you try to think. I personally, 
this is me. Whenever I try to think about that, I'm like, well, I'm a shitty person. So like, why, why, the, fuck, <laughs> why the fuck am I going to tell myself that I'm a good person like, mm-hmm. or, or that I'm better than anyone else? But it's like, that's not what self-love is. Yeah. It's more just like cutting yourself a little bit of slack yeah. and, and not hating yourself for like a little bit. Well, it's I, not about like loving your, maybe for, for myself, no. it's not about like loving yourself fully. It's just like not fucking hating yourself. Yeah, because we've also run into those people that maybe are, every time I run into somebody, it's like, I just need to learn my, to love myself. And I'm like, you you figured it out. Yeah. You're doing just, any, if anybody needs to verbalize that, usually it's like, no, you, you figured out loving yourself. Yeah. But I, I like your, I like the way you're saying, like cut yourself some slack and just learning. And I think you also touched on something good there too, where it's learning what works for you, as I, you know, as I, I work on, like, as somebody that wants to make movies and stuff like that, I watch a lot of stuff from, like, people like Christopher Nolan and the Safties and, and a lot of people, especially people that did not go to film school, which I did not go to film school, you'll, you'll look at their first project and they're like, I learned these things and this is how you make a movie. It's like, well, no, that, that's how you make a, a movie. movie. Yeah. Because if you, if you listen to enough people, they all say different shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like you, and I think that's true of a lot of things in life. You find your way. You know what I mean? You have to find what works for you. I think there's merit in having conversations about being healthier. And I think you might be experiencing this as well. As somebody that now has spent the time, you know, I I work out at least four days a week and all that stuff. And I feel better about myself. And you realize like, oh, more people should do this shit. You know what I mean? I think there's worth having the conversation about about being healthier. But you need to figure out what that trajectory is for you and what that looks like for you. And I recommend starting off small. You might be a person that wants to set a big goal and you're like, I'm going to look at like the rock by the end of the year and da, 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 da. Um, what is it? Ethan Suple from uh, uh, Remember the Titans and Boy Meets World and, and all those that went from a bigger guy to like. Oh, that like guy. Super, oh, my like, name is Earl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like went to super fit. And I, I, I don't know his story. I don't know if that's that's how he transitioned. But but again, you find your, your path. And for me, anytime I can set a routine, mm-hmm. like I used to go to the dentist all the time. And every time they took out that stupid metal pick, they're like, well, you're bleeding. Well, you're stabbing my gums with a metal pick. What do you think is going to happen? But anyway, and they're like, you should floss more. And I was like, finally, I was just tired of it. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm in a habit, a routine of I floss every night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I can set a routine, I can accomplish ba- almost anything it feels like. You know what I mean? So start small and just set a routine for yourself that then you can build off of. You know, which sounds like what you're doing with your with your jogging, and which everyone said. You know, and it's not until you figure it out for your figure out for yourself. However, you do, yeah. that, that it'll that'll have a have a positive effect on your life. Because like I've like worked with like personal trainers and shit, and that's those were never for like good reasons. Like yeah. I don't hate myself for doing it, but like I, I internally I wasn't doing them for reasons that were gonna make me happy. Yeah, like really, yeah. like and so now I'm just doing it because. It's a it's a time in the morning now where I get to listen to funny fucking podcasts mm-hmm. and uh, feel good when I hit that when I hit that mile mark and it, I have this like Nike app that's free and it just tells you what your new time is and yeah. it compares it to what you had before and it also maps where you go yeah. which I'm like you probably saw that to somebody <laughs> but like, <laughs> but I, I do like seeing like the I like seeing the little map of like you went further today and like you went up high you actually ran more hills today and all yeah. this other shit like it's. It feels good. It, it, I'm, I'm proud of myself for doing this. Uh, and I'm, but personally, I'm just like not posting about it except for like I'll post like um, uh, like on Insta, like an Insta story every once in a while. Yeah. And it's not like I'm not showing off. I'll just be like, hey, I did really well today. And I'm just like, yeah. I feel good about that. Anyways, uh, the goal right now, half marathon. And, I, cool and I will be doing that at the end of the year. Yeah. Also, it's, we all have big ideas that we want to do that not always follow through. 
I'm choosing to change the language of how I talk about the things that I want to do in my life mm-hmm. uh, as I will do them. And it's not like uh, okay. I will do them because it's it, it's not about uh, personally like I've read parts of The Secret. You remember The Secret mm-hmm. where it's like vision boards and it comes yeah. to life. We're, if it works for you, good for you. Um, but for me, I'm... I have noticed that when I change the way I talk about myself, things in li- my life become better. Yeah. So I'm choosing to talk about the things I want to do as things that will happen. Yeah. Not about things I want to happen. They. I'm not talking about like step by step. I'm just saying I will be doing this because consciously I know that I'm going to be figuring out that when I'm sleeping, maybe I'll figure out a way how to do that or, yeah. or accomplish it. Sounds like I'm getting to gobbledygook now. Anyways, a fun, ex- fun exercise for yourself is things that you want to accomplish, change it from this is what I want to do to things I want I will do. Absolutely. Yeah. We got a fun question from here from STS2884. If you had to create a superhero persona like in Watchmen, what would you realistically come up with? So I think what they're going with here is, you know, we saw in the Watchmen show, you know, Sister Knight saw that uh, VHS mm-hmm. and that became part of her persona. Looking Glass had um, uh, glass blow up in his face. You know what I mean? Oh, no, he had, well, the mirrors, but yeah. it, that's the material that blocks out psychic attacks. Yeah. So he got lucky that yeah. it looked really cool. <laughs> uh, he did. <laughs> he looked out on that one. Um, I can't remember how Rorschach stumbled across that material that he uses for his mask. He w- so since we're reading it, he was working at a laundromat and somebody returned that address mm-hmm. and he cut it out of the dress. Oh, cool, cool, And the cool. dress was actually a created by doc by someone studying dr manhattan and that's why the material works that way nice which is kind of fun um and he's in kingdom come by the way rorschach, rorschach? is yeah that's and funny. hollis's book is too where i'll show i'll pull it up really quick but yeah. continue what did what did you think oh what, what would my so what would i wonder what red scare story is he's just russian that's it um what would what what's something that influenced me a lot that um Shit, man, if you're talking about stuff as a kid, I'd probably try and be like a Ninja Turtle or some stupid shit like that. Um, what would my superhero persona be? Because you want it needs to be manageable. This is actually pretty tough because yeah, of, of the way, like, it's easier when you get bitten by a radioactive spider and you have things that are tangentially related to spiders. You're like, well, I guess I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> well, I like, um, so I've always liked wearing those morph suits. So yeah. I'd probably wear a morph suit yeah. of some kind. I like uh, and like Lube Boy, like Lube. But honestly, like, <laughs> look at me. <laughs> That's probably what I like. So I'm, I'd call myself Silver Surfer, and everyone's gonna be like, "Yeah, the Lube guy, yeah, <laughs> Lube guy." Uh, <laughs> so the slippery surfer, the silver, the slippery silver guy. Uh, yeah, I'd probably slip end up and slide. Being that. Slip and slide. There that, you go. I'd, be, I'd probably be that. Why don't we call him Slip and Slide? Slide. That's a pretty good name for Lube Boy. He probably slipped in that fucking great and he got stuck in a tube and, and that's why we didn't see him for the rest yeah, of the season he died of starvation down there they don't have cell phones in this world they have beepers um he's fucking dead he's dead he's done for um i was in martial arts a lot as a kid and then i did um i was a big fan of power rangers i'd probably be somebody like rorschach or the question hopefully a little less um intense <laughs> slightly slightly less intense but maybe that's what would make me a bad hero that you I want gotta, I gotta be intense. more yeah I'm not as intense now isn't but Rorschach bad guy Question, uh, not so much but he's a paranoid uh, it depends on the he's also in the comics he's like a zen Buddhist oh, uh, but yeah, yeah they did the little revamp for him um uh, Night Owl's pretty I mean I'm not rich enough to be yeah I'd have to be I'd have to be like a, a detective like like detective midnight or something I might try and incorporate like some sort of skull design in my mask, some sort of cool design element, but cool. I, I don't have the money to have like an owl ship or any of that. So I'd have to do detective stuff. I do think 
based on what media has shown me, even going to Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think I'd be a pretty good detective. There you go. Piecing puzzles together. You love a good puzzle. I could, I could even make stuff work even if it doesn't work. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> Are you sure that guy's supposed to go to jail? I don't know. I made the puzzle work. I don't know. <laughs> I I pie- listen, I put the pieces together. <laughs> um, that'd be fun. L- listen, I just put the pieces together. You figure out whether it's true or not. No, that's literally not that's your not, job. That's not how that works. So really quick, if you go to page 83 in Kingdom Come and you zoom into the background next to the question is Rorschach. Big fan. Wait, is that Shadow? Oh, wait. Who's and the, the Shadow's shadow back there too. That's it's, so cool. Wait, 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 right wait, 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 wait. Ambush who's, bug? who's that guy? Next that to him? Guy. I don't know. I can't. He looks cool. All Maybe. the fedora people look really fucking cool. So like, and like that looks like Sherlock Holmes right there. Like it looks. It like, is. Oh my god. Yeah. No. That. By the way, it, regardless of maybe how people feel about the story of Kingdom Come, it's usually well-beloved. Alex Ross went way above and beyond. This yeah. is like a club scene where all the superheroes are hanging out. And if you look around... I fucking love the Shadow, man. He's such a cool character. Oh, yeah. And the movie's so good. <laughs> you ever seen it? And also, Dead Man's just flying around. The Dead Man design in this book is the amazing. The Dead Man design is cool. Uh, I also really liked um, Lee Bermejo's Dead Man design in Batman Damned, where it's like the red is like muscles and everything. That was cool. Really cool. And like thunder, I'm guessing. Is, or I would wear a trench coat. I'd have some sort of mask. I would solve crimes. Side note. I would try to find some sort of... What would my gimmick be? You've, uh, got, you've got lube, slip and slide and stuff. Oh well, so I I don't know if I do. Oh, here, you know what would be cool if I lived in a, in a hating world. I would. It would be cool if I could find a material that could literally. It's so dark it could blend me in with shadows. There you go. That'd be cool. It, it's that. It's, it's that one very it, specific. You know, but you know, you know that uh, that that black material they made. That's like when you look at it, your eyes get a little funky. Yes. Where my, that I wore a whole costume of that. that. It might not be good for my skin. Who's to say? But also, it might not like work in three D. Yeah. It works like a flat. Like if you put it on a wall, it works. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work when you wear it like a suit. exactly. But you can try. Because every time people look at you, they're like, "Wait, what's what's happening? Why is my eye? What do my eyes hurt when I look at them?" Yeah, uh, that's a pretty good. You know, that's a cool costume. Yeah. Or maybe what if the face is just that, and you wear like a suit under it, like the shadow? Yeah. Or, no, no, no. Um, the spirit. The spirit. Spirit's always a cool costume. I yeah, always yeah, like yeah. that, which is nothing. Although it does kind the of hamburger mask. I mean, it does a good job of of this. If it makes your face uncomfortable, it makes your eyes uncomfortable. It makes the face concealing aspect of it work. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I'm going to be like <laughs> hiding against the wall. Like people won't know. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I think... Oh, it's not by the way. Uh, I think we can uh, kind of start wrapping it up with Efren's question here. Yes. What conventions are you planning to go to this year? Do you have any locked and loaded? Fantastic Fest, I'm always just going to throw it out there because I want it. It's just tradition now. Yeah, yeah. I love Fantastic Fest. I'm actually going to go through and look at the festival, specifically local ones. I'm, I'm getting up to, to work on some new projects, and so I kind of want to do some... This is not a fun version of this, but, but networking. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Meet some Ooh. artists and stuff like that. Um, Santa Barbara Film Festival so yeah looking at local film festivals looking at local comic cons um, looking at stuff that's a little more accessible than maybe like you know uh, a San Diego Comic Con you know what I mean for sure and and make that that happen I did like Seattle a lot um, and even though that's not the most complicated one to figure out it's you know thinking more local Mm, yeah for sure i'm uh i think not this year because it's coming up too quick but emerald city comic-con would be a fun one to revisit again because seattle was was kick-ass and all the artists there are really cool c2e2 would be fun as well because Mm -hmm. i just want to go back a reason to go to chicago yeah um but for uh those are the only ones like it'd be if someone invites me to San Diego Comic Con again. I'll be there, but there's li- I can't buy a ticket, so yeah, no same. one can. Uh, and I might actually stop by LA Comic Con this year, but I'm mm-hmm. not driving. It is a fucking mess to do that. It 
I would go to, here, any, any LA people or anyone mm-hmm. coming into LA, this is what you do. Over at Universal Studios, they have the, a subway access, and everyone's like, wait, there's a subway in Los Angeles? Exactly. No one uses it. <laughs> yeah. So you go and park at Universal Studios for like, it's like $10 for the day, uh, and then you get on the subway and think it's $5 to get to the convention center. Nice. Boom. Bing, bing, bing. There you go. Leave before everyone else does because then you're fucked. But overall, that's how I'm going to do it this year if I'm going to do it. Uh, WonderCon's uh, was always disappointing to me, so I won't be there. But there I'm going to go to LA Comic Con. I could do it. And also, there was a chance, a small chance, I would have maybe have gone to Sundance this year, but then that obviously fell through. Okay. That's uh, this week, so that's not happening. But um, you know what? One of these years. One of these years. Yeah. But uh, any final thoughts? I think that's it. I'm very excited for 2020, and I want to thank you all for joining us. And as always, you know, as patrons, but everybody that listens to the podcast, thank you all for supporting us. Please keep sharing it. Please get it out there um, because we love spending time with y'all and, talk- yeah. and chatting with y'all. Y'all are jellical cats in our jellical it's hearts. Back. You got to bring it back around. You got to land that plane. I'm a DJ Talks Trash. At Jellical Sam. <laughs> Uh, everywhere that doesn't matter so you can go ahead and look for that one but gang follow us at Only Stupid Answers on Twitter yeah call the from stupid patreon.com movie reviews on youtube.com slash Only Stupid Answers and more of this podcast anywhere you get your podcast so please share subscribe support on Patreon if you can and have a jellical uh, week alright bye bye jellical <laughs>